want to uh, our study or teachings on wisdom and foolishness and God's instruction to us. Now, as I was preparing this in my own heart, some thoughts came to me. And again, uh, God's ways are just so far above our ways. And without God's intervention in our life, we for sure, and actually are, altogether wicked and altogether inspired, really, I know this is going to sound hard, by Satan. We're satanically acting people without God's intervention because of sin. It is so destructive in us. And I think this is the... The Word of God, then, is given to us. The Bible talks about David in Psalm says, it's a lamp unto my path. There's instruction that says this is the way that we are to walk. This is the way that we are to live. This is the way we are to... Now, again, as in, in, in the Bible speaks about this, and I believe we are, we are living in what most of us probably are not aware of, and really I am not, probably some of the most exciting times that have ever been upon the face of the earth. Now, we don't think so. We would like to be in the covered wagon times or with the pilgrims here. And I think the pilgrims would have liked to, you know, text or something. But you know what I mean? we need more turkey. Um, but the reason they didn't have texting was because there, wasn't, there was nobody on the other end that could get the message. But anyway. And this is what the prophets were looking into. This is what the New Testament told us was end times would coming. Our salvation is closer now than ever before. We are living in tremendously wicked times. And I believe that the Holy Spirit, it says the Holy Spirit is like a seal. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit. Jesus speaks of that we are to be the light of the world. We are to be standing out. an unusual people. Now, as I'm going to share on this, hopefully this, this will come together because it's kind of like, unless we understand the purpose of God's Word and the, necess- the necessity to practice it, we really become absorbed by ourselves. We really become by, absorbed by many other things and really do not have a standard or a reign in us that leads us in the right direction. The Bible talks about a child left to itself brings its mother shame. Now, I want us to look at that. And again, Jesus came to make disciples. And he gives us a great process for that. Now, righteousness, salvation, as we sung that that great hymn at the end, the old rugged cross, righteousness and salvation are imparted to us apart from ourselves. This was God's plan. We didn't sit down and say, we needed to get saved, boy, I need to get a Savior. God looked down upon the earth and said, let me send my son. It was God's plan of salvation. Righteousness is imparted to me, imparted to you, imparted to all those that believe, apart from your own righteousness, apart from the law, apart from anything else, it is a gift from God. Now, we all seem to like, have at least some understanding of that, but many times because I don't, we, we don't really have that ongoing relationship and a real concept of what it is to walk with the Lord or who He is, actually we use that truth to actually walk away from God's truth here in this earth. 
Now, let me try to explain that a little bit, and hopefully this will come together, because I think this is like a foundation for hearing what the Bible is going to say. Now, I was thinking, as I was preparing this, I'm a Bedoyan, okay? Now, where did I get that from? See, again, that was imparted to me. I didn't work that up. I am given a certain inheritance from my father. I'm a Bedoyan. Now, if you're not a Bedoyan, God still loves you. But now, I'm, not, I'm saying now, again, see, we name the name of Christ. And it talks about that if you name the name of Christ, then we are part of God's family. So many of us would say we are Christians. Now, again, you did not bring that upon yourself. That was because of the new birth that God had performed in your life. You are Christian. Now, as a Bedoyan or as a Christian, not that I'm not saying those are both the same, but I want to make like a pattern. There are certain things that then go along with that. Now, I am not required or forced or obligated or even do them just because my name is Bedoyan. There are certain things that come along with being a Christian. If you name the name of Christ, depart from iniquity. Now, that is not... Now, again, I want to make it very clear that what salvation is is from the Lord Jesus Christ. But it seems like we are left here for a purpose. Now, it's up to that. See, if we love him, we'll follow him. If you love me, you'll feed my sheep. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Now, growing up, I didn't understand this, and I'm not sure if I understand it completely today. But I'm coming to understand it more and more. See, again, when I think when we're younger, and even in us, there's this energy in us that wants to be, I'm trying to think of a right word, it's not just rebellious in the sense of, I want to rebel, but it's almost like there's a way, when something is shown us, we almost feel like we have to prove not to do that. It's kind of like, well, no, we don't do that. And I think all, all generations go through that, all children go through that. And especially when I, was, when I was young, there was a word my grandfather would use to me, and I didn't understand it until maybe even this morning. And uh, it, it, was, it, was the, it was amot. I think I've talked to you about that. You've heard me maybe say that from time to time. You probably don't know what it means. It's not a curse word. It means it's, it's a shame. I, it's, uh, and that, even for us, we don't really get the sh- when someone says that's a shame. We, we don't take it very deeply. But those, wor- that, those words had tremendous meaning to my grandfather, I would see. When I acted certain ways, he would say, Amot. And it was, it was like, man, you're breaking my heart. You're just, this is, this is not a right thing. And I really wasn't doing anything bad, bad. But I wasn't carrying out the inheritance that I was given. Now, I think most of us feel that we, we kind of like to do that. Well, no, I just feel this, and I feel led of the Spirit. Now, I'm going to hopefully tie this together because I'm looking at this and going, well, that's a nice idea. But then I start looking at things. And like I said, sometimes in the Word of God, I go, why is God doing these things? Why is He saying these things? Now, very quickly, in the book of Genesis, God begins to take some good Scripture to tell us about Adam begets Seth and Seth begets so-and-so and so-and-so. And pages go on. And every few chapters, He kind of renews that again. 
And in so much that it's so important that I think in Second Chronicles, he takes entire chapters on this person begets this person and this person. And even the Lord Jesus Christ, he goes through this tremendous genealogy. And we, again, I think because of being Gentile background, don't, I, I, I'm just looking and go, man, how many people have ever just, you get to those chapters and you just skip them? Okay, somebody had some kids and now here we are. Let's get to the important part. Because some of those names, it's not like Bob and Joe and Susie. It's and I begin to think, well, why, why is that so important? Well, I think that God is saying, those things are important to me because I think there's traditions through the family that God wants us to keep. And those do not get, keep us unto salvation, but they keep me in a way of walking correctly, and they keep my flesh buffeted down, and they keep me moving in the love of God. There are certain things that should keep me walking in the truth. And like I said, many times we kind of just throw those things up. We go, well, we're not, we're not in traditions. We're kind of like Protestants or something. We're not in. But I'm looking, and you know, God seems to be pretty much into traditions. Now, sometimes they seem pretty boring. And sometimes they can seem actually senseless. I don't think we should be... Now, Jesus says we should not keep just empty traditions. But what makes a tradition empty? Not the tradition itself. The loss of why I'm doing that. See, the reason I do certain things is not that I'm righteous by doing that. Not that I get any merit points for doing that. But they keep me in the love of God. They keep me in a way that says, you know what, I feel like just blowing out today or I feel like just doing this today, but I'm a Christian or I'm a Bedoyan and I'm a... Well then, wait a minute. If, if we have named that, if that is my inheritance, then I ought to walk in this way. See, now here we've been given a great inheritance. We talk about the inheritance of Jesus Christ and now we're Christian. Well, what is our inheritance? Well, a lot of it is right here. And some of those things, I find, they keep me from being amot. Not amot to myself, but to my father. Because I don't see anything wrong with some of these things, but they're not, for, and hear me, they're not Christian in the sense that they're not honoring the name that I've been given. Right. Right. See? And, well, that's no, no, no. Why is God taking so much time to talk about the fathers and this and brothers? and this? Because there's something that was supposed to be kept there. Even in the children of Israel. Children of Israel were talked about as the church in the wilderness. Matter of fact, he says, I'm doing the same work that I tried to do in them, but they did not mix it with faith. Same thing. We talk about we're a kingdom, we're, we're a generation of kings and priests. That was given to the children of Israel. He says, I picked you to put my glory upon. We're here to glorify God. And now even in the children of Israel. See, again, we, we, I think because we tend to not hear the Scripture and hear wisdom, we tend to be somewhat simple-minded and naive, which God says, don't remain simple. Remember, wisdom is given to the simple. Somebody says, oh man, we're just simple. God says, no, I don't want you to be simple. I want you to be wise as serpents. I want you to put some things together. And matter of fact, it says, it's the glory of God to hide a matter but it's the, it's the glory of a king to seek it out. So that's why Jesus spoke in parables. Why, why isn't he just telling us that? Because he wants us to seek him out. Now, he wants us to understand those things. Now, 
those traditions that God gives to us then are things that are like guidelines that keep us. Now, even the children of Israel, when they came out, we tend to think, oh, well, we're all the same. Well, yes, we are all the same. But within the children of Israel, this is God's planning. God had 12 tribes. Now, and even, so you had the children of Israel, they're all holy, but they all had tribes. Now, I don't know how easy it was. I haven't done a study on this. Maybe, you know, people just didn't switch tribes. You know, I'm a Levite today. I think I'll try to be a Joseph. They didn't do that. It was very clear that you're this, you're this. Only through very special circumstances could they switch tribes. Very important. And then not only the tribe, then you had the elders in that tribe and the fathers in that tribe. And why was that? To keep the family together, to keep those traditions ongoing. And one of the first things that happened to the children of Israel when they came into the wilderness and then in the promised land was, what was it? And God actually upraised them for that. You didn't keep the traditions. You didn't keep the law that I gave you. See, now why wouldn't I keep that? Well, we would we'd say I had a better way, a little disagreement, I feel like. Sometimes, actually, the things that we would actually think would make us happier, I would do. But we're not here for that. We're here to glorify God. And the ultimate son that would keep the Father's tradition would be who? Well, the Lord Jesus Christ. He, now, the Bible talks about we're under governors and tutors until the appointed time, until where Jesus would come and say, I do what my Father wants. See, so close is that, see, there's many things Jesus could have done. There's many legitimate things. There's many legitimate things you can do. But if we're really seeking God, I won't do many of those. Because it's not what God has for me. The legitimacy, the goodness and the badness is not what it was about. We are Levites. This is my work. And one of the greatest shames that could be if a Levite would not do the work of a Levite. If, a, you know, if, if, the, if Judah would not... Well, why is it? Because God is saying these things keep you. And you know what? They do tend to get a little boring. They do tend to get a little boring sometimes. But that's not because they're wrong. That's because the love of many grow cold. I begin to forget why I'm doing these things. And then the tradition just becomes an empty tradition, not because the tradition is empty of itself. It'd just be like the law. See, the law, and Paul goes on this in Romans, the law is spiritual. It's a good thing. See, again, we kind of come under this thing, especially through, I think, not correct teaching. The law is kind of like from the bad God. You know, we used to have a bad God, but then he changed somehow through Jesus, and he got rid of that bad law, and now we're under grace. That is not correct. It is the same God, the same purpose, now being fulfilled, because Jesus, now what does Jesus say? Jesus makes it very clear, I did not come to destroy the law. And people, we like, the, oh man, we're not under law, we got rid of that. God said, no, I did not get rid of that. The law is still in effect today according to the book of Romans. Jesus did not come to destroy the law, but what? To fulfill it. He was the only one that could perfectly and fully and did fulfill the law. But those that, their love grew cold and no longer were walking close to God, when they saw Jesus fulfilling the law, what did they think? He's breaking the law. Because they had lost the love and a relationship with God. 
So the law is a good thing. And only by faith that's applied to that. See, because a law can make no one righteous. But through faith, it was to lead us to Christ. So we have these things working amongst us today. See, traditions and practicing things will not make you righteous, but they will keep you walking in the right way. See, like if I'm deciding to go to New York, I'm driving down the freeway, and then the sign says, New York this way, and there's a left turn. Well, if I take the left turn, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to make it to New York. So there's got to be in us the same desire that Jesus has, and it is in us because the Holy Spirit lives in us, that same desire of, you know what, I'm here to please the Father. Now, at some point, see, I've got to realize that sometimes there's going to seem to be, or maybe there is in us, a conflict of this is what my Father wants, or this is what Christian means. And not just Christian in the sense that, see, Christianity or the work of the Lord, the work of the Lord had different meanings for each tribe. Is that correct? And even within the tribe of Levites, each Levite uh, family had a different calling. And they were expected to live up to that calling, and they couldn't just swap callings. This was God's plan. But see, now us... We don't think like... We kind of like to be free spirits. We just like, you know... Like I said, we're all products of the 60s. And I don't think God is a free spirit. I think God is a God of decency and order. And I think we, 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 we don't really know Him because the flesh, the natural one, we like to pick from the tree and eat. We get bored with things pretty quickly. We don't see the reason of things. We like to be this. We like to be that. Well, yeah, I know this is what my family does, but I'm just not into that. Well, that's what the law is supposed to do. See, the very things that we're fighting against is actually God working in us, but instead, we, are, we don't see that it's meant to say, oh, that's to bring me to Christ. See, we don't realize, I think, how really depraved we are how, and many of us really, you know, have lived a fairly, I mean, com- considering, you know, some of us are, are, are pretty bad people, except when you hang around bad people. You know, when I hung around bad people, I wasn't really too bad. We all were pretty good. You know, it wasn't really my fault that I was here. We had to steal those, you know, people that are up and this off, and they can't do that, and we think this, and that's, but some of us have actually not, like, really been bad, bad. Well, not if I, if I read the book of Romans. See, it's not even our acts that make us bad. It's, we have wicked thoughts in our mind. We're just contrary to God. Some people are very, very nice, but moving totally contrary to God. See, and the, the word of God, it says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways? Well, I need to realize not just my bad ways are an abomination to God. All my ways are an abomination to God. Without God living in my life, the, from the moment I get up, I'm living an abominable life, something that is not pleasing to God. I may give money to the poor. I may do this. Paul says that's a waste. If there is not love there, again, if there's not that relationship, if there's not like some constraining force that says, you know what? I believe that. This is the way I should walk. See, if that is not there, you would not have any of the wonderful stories. Like I said, and some of these stories are pretty heavy in the Scripture. You would... We wouldn't have these stories of Isaac. 
following his father's tradition. Come, let's go make an offering. It's going to be you. You wouldn't have him waiting for his father to find him a brother. Because, man, I, got, I tell you what, those things are there. See, simply because we have feelings and disagreements doesn't make them correct. It's to be like something that we sacrifice. So you see, all through the Scripture, David then anointed king. I want you to watch my sheep. I don't feel like watching his sheep. I tell you I'm the king. That is not the Spirit of God. See, Jesus said, take my spirit, take my yoke upon you. Why? Because I'm meek and lowly in heart. I humble myself. And we're going to read the Scriptures here. And that is something that I need to practice in light of all these things in me that want to rise up to the other family. There's another family. See, there's another family. And Jesus made it very clear to the, the Pharisees what family they were from. See, they would say they were Jews, or let's just use Christians, but he said, no, you don't understand. You're doing the work of your father. See, how did, he, how did he, Jesus then show them? Because they still had this understanding. Whatever work you are doing, that's what tribe you are from. You're, do, you're saying some wonderful things. As a matter of fact, Jesus praised the Pharisees for what they said. He said, do what the Pharisees tell you to do, but don't do what they do. See, there needs to be this. So Pharisees would speak, and Jesus said, you're of the father, the devil. Well, you're doing the works. This is what you do. Now, I believe then the thing that constrains us is the Word of God and the Holy Spirit and then the church saying, you know, this is what we are called to do. And at some point, then that needs to rise up and say, you know what? There's some legitimate things I can do. There's some things other people do. There's some things that I just want to do. But this is what I've been given. You know what? I think I'll lay down my life till the trophies at last I lay down. See, I think all of us, I think, I think Peter was a great example. I, I, I don't know how many of us would not lay down our life for the Lord. And really, like, even for one another. I think if somebody came in here and tried to stab somebody, you'd, you'd jump up and get them and you'd, you'd, you know, try to do something like that. Someone tried to hurt your wife or your children or brother, you'd pretty much stand up and maybe even be hurt and killed for that. But to lay down... Jesus doesn't ask you to be killed for him. He asks you to deny yourself daily. That's another tradition. I don't even mind laying down my life once in a while. I don't even mind like saying, yes, I'd like to do that. But the actual tradition of each day having to lay down my life for the sheep gets a little hard. But this is the tradition that Jesus Christ has given to us if we're called Christians. So Christians should act a certain way. Why? So we can get to heaven? No. Because we love God. Are those things necessary to do? God makes it very clear He doesn't, really, he doesn't need our burnt offerings doesn't need our money, doesn't need our ties. But yes, it is necessary for us to be discipled and to show forth the glory of God in this world. It is necessary. There are certain things necessary for me to, I know we don't like this word, do to demonstrate love. And we are here, by the grace of God, to be a city set on a hill. 
Amen. So, again, let's just turn open our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 8. So when things kind of seem to like be closing in on you, you feel like, man, I just can't ever do anything I want. That's true. See, but that's not a bad thing. See, we are living now in a, a society that has, I mean, over the last 40, 50 years, I mean, my goodness, unbelievable unrestraint going on. And you know what? We are not unaffected by that. The spirit of this world that, man, we should be doing. I, I feel like, and I have to, and I want to. See, I mean, you would think that the children of Israel, these are the children of Israel that have been called out of bondage. They saw great miracles. They know the stories. God wanted to set His seal upon them. They would know better than putting their kids, having their children walk through the fire. The children of Israel actually came to a place that many of them were offering their children in the fire. You say, my God, how could they do that? Well, very simply, they were watching too much TV and letting it affect them. They were saying, you know what? Boy, look at what those guys do. Boy, that king, he sure wears a nice hat. Boy, I, I, don't, I don't know why we can't do that. This is, what, this is what happens. They didn't just wake up and say one day, man, we hate God. It was little by little, the, te- the, the dainties begin to say, oh, wait a minute. That's Amot. That's not who I'm called to be. We're called to be. And there needs to be an attachment of my actions, my thought process to these things. And it is a sacrifice. And that's what God actually warned him. He said, be children, he told the children of Israel very early on and says, beware that you do not become like the other nations that are surrounding you. And this is the same admonition, the same thing that Jesus says, I send you like sheep in the midst of wolves. The world will hate you. You know, I began to think of the mark of the Holy... You know, it says, we're sealed unto the day with the, with the Holy Spirit. Now, and this might be a little funny, but, you know, we, we always kind of take the glory road of things, don't we? And it, we, we as people like the, oh, you know... Wouldn't it have been better for Jesus to just, for, on the Mount of Ascension, where he was transfigured and they saw and they heard the prophets, wouldn't it have been better for him just to go to heaven at that point? He had reached the pinnacle of all glory that wasn't God's purpose. No salvation would not have taken place if all he was looking for was his personal glory. He was a Christian. And he descended from his own personal glory to do the will of the Father. Even though it would have been, man, I don't man, wouldn't this have been better? I, that would have been a shame to do that. And so many times we think, oh man, we're sealed with the, the Holy Spirit. And again, I, I I don't want to get too weird, but I like to use graphic images. The Jews were sealed with a mark to make themselves Jews in Nazi Germany. They said, man, that guy's have to wear something on there. I think we are to be as sheep in the midst of wolves. And our seal needs, I mean, I don't think we need to wear one that says I'm a Christian, you know, but... That, that day may come, for sure. Don't think it's very far off, so be prepared. But if we do not start keeping the traditions that we are taught now, Jeremiah, I believe, I think it's Jeremiah, it might be Ezekiel, says if you can't keep up with the soldier, the foot soldier, how are you going to keep up with the horse soldier? I mean, if we're having a hard time with a good humor man, does anybody know who good humor is? I don't know if they have them out here. I used to have good humor. Then they had Bungalow Bar. Remember Bungalow Bar? Yeah, Bungalow Bar smells like tar. But... We used to just be nice people. And uh, 
yeah, you know, the good humor man, he had the white thing, he's ringing, ringing, all the kids would come. You know, we're having a hard time now. Well, it's because we don't love God. That's really the, you know, and there's no condemnation. There's only condemnation when we don't agree with that. It's only good people that could possibly be condemned. If we, if we come to the Lord and receive the judgment of God, guess what happens? We come to the mercy seat and our sins are forgiven. But it's those that, man, I don't see it and I don't want it. I'm not as bad. I'm not. Boy, I'm just like the... Remember the, Jesus said there's two people that come to pray. One widow, she comes and says, oh, I can't even look up to heaven. Please forgive me. The other one says, boy, I'm sure glad I'm not like... He says, that guy not going to receive it. But when I start to read the book of Romans and all that this book has to say, and I say, that's me. I am guilty of every possible sin that ever was. Lord, I need more of your grace. Now when I receive that grace and I can walk in the cross of Jesus Christ, then the sacrifice of love says, oh, there's some things that I've been given that I should walk in now that I've been called into the family of God. And some are going to be hard. Someone will not be like, oh, you know, I just feel like doing that. Uh, some of the things are going to be other, you're going to see others do it. There's a press of this world that is mostly for self-satisfaction. Now, I'm, you know, the really sad part of it is, I was talking to the children in chapel on Friday, and I, I thought, that, you know, we think, oh, I, I just, you know, don't I ever get a little bit of pleasure in my life? My goodness, how many people here have ever really suffered? I mean, it's 100 degrees outside. Most of us are cool in here. You know, and this is supposed to be church. <laughs> you know, when is the, I mean, we don't ever stop. Oh, well, I've got to get some pleasure. You have more pleasure than you possibly could use. And you know, what, you know what more pleasure usually does? And God, this is God's warning to us. We become unthankful. America and probably the world do, but we're here is becoming a more unthankful place with all the stuff that it's got. And the more you give them, the more unthankful we become. And God said, it's my nature to bless you, and I'm going to bless your socks off. And when I do, you're probably going to forget me. And so we would have to send suffering upon the people to do what? To have them wake up and say, oh God, we've sinned. Just like a child, a spoiled child. You cannot unspoil a child by spoiling them. We're trying really, really hard and we're wondering why kids are turning out the way they are. You can only eat so many Cocoa Puffs. You can have only so many cell phones. You can only have it your way so many times. What they need is the love of God and we need to be people sealed with the Holy Spirit saying, you know what? It's not all about me, and that's a right premise. There is going to come things that I will have to deny myself daily. And you know, once I deny them, it's still not easy the next day. There's some things that you still, you know, feel like you're losing out on. What if, what if Abraham really was wrong? Isaac wasted 40 years of his life waiting for a bride. 40 years old! I mean, they were getting married at 13, 14, 15 back then. What if? I, that's my cross. Because I love. I'm an Abrahamian. I am a Christian. It's not all about, well, I want to... I mean, I know those things. And like I said, sometimes they get a little old and you wonder what the point is. I don't understand those things. 
Well, we're here to walk by faith. See, and faith that works by love. Many times we can't exercise faith because we just don't love them. It's just, I just don't see it and I want it my way. See, today I woke up. You probably can tell that. Began to pray a little bit and things the way I do and kind of somewhat praying and somewhat like, Lord, I just don't, you know, what are you doing this and I don't understand this. And I said, you know, I, and then I realized some of my prayers were answered. I said, but that's not really what I was looking for. So I said, thanks for those things, but now this is really what I meant. <laughs> and I said, and some other things, pray for some people that I know and fell on and stuff like that. And um, I said, you know what, and I still want my 10 seconds with you. I'm still waiting for that. You know, I used to have it for a minute or an hour, but now I think just 10 seconds with the Lord. I mean, in a, in a way that I don't know if I'm ever going to get that. And I might, that might even be a wrong desire but I still have those conversations with the Lord. And those things sometimes get a little wary. You know, how come it's not like this? And how come it's not like that? And how come... And every, Well, this is what I'm called to do. And the faith works by love. And there's times that, okay, I, den- I deny that. I'm going to start taking up my inheritance. See, sometimes we think inheritance is like bags of gold and all the... Sometimes being a Bedoyan means you're going to be laughed at at school. Sometimes being a Bedouin means you eat certain things. Sometimes, now, I was not really taught that very well. And I, my grandfather had to get on, you know, it wasn't so much my folks. And now I begin to say, you know, that was the right thing. That wasn't a wrong thing. He wasn't some, you know, well, he was a crook. But, <laughs> but these are things that I, I think, again, I, and I'm saying, okay, well, that's, oh, well, that, you're just kind of old world. Well, I'm looking at a pretty old world book here that seems to waste a lot of my good time and a lot of good scripture saying who begot so-and-so and who begot so-and-so and who begot so-and-so and seem to be very important. And a matter of fact, I think in Esther, not Esther, Esther or uh, Nehemiah, one of those books, said they actually had to go back and start writing the genealogies again because they had forgotten those things. They had to reestablish those things. Isn't that correct? Is it? Yeah. And... Uh, you can say no, you know, if I get it wrong, too. And I, I think many times, because we, we are living in a, mostly a Gentile world, and a, the spirit of this age, I think we forget those things. And the church is, we, we think that we are immune to those things. I'm telling you, more so than not, we are the ones under attack. The world is not under attack. You are under attack. Man, I'm just keep doing the same old thing. Man, I haven't seen anything's happened in church. And man, what about me? And I'm so old and I need this and I need that. And what about my future? That's not what I called you to, son. Don't be amot. See, don't do that. All right, let's. Uh, are you following that? Okay. I think at some point I have to take up that cross and say, you know what? That's who I am. That's what I need to do. And it has to be a place that... It, it, that's really love. Love is not a feeling. Love is not this wonderful idea. Okay, who's ready to die here? <laughs> and it is the action that needs to take place, and that produces faith. Okay, the book of, Psalm, uh, book of Proverbs, chapter 8. All right. Now again, these are things that should be practiced. 
they're not always things that are commodious. They're not always things that, boy, would actually bring you profit or success. They're not always things that would gratify your personal pleasure or your personal flesh. See, many times it would look like, man, that would be successful. God hasn't called me to that. God hasn't called. Well, I can do a bit. Nope, God hasn't called me to those things. And there comes a place of saying, I lay down my life and I start to take on my Father's name. I believe it's tremendously important to take place. Okay, Proverbs 8. Let's start in verse 13. I think we left off there pretty well. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Now again, most of us do not really recognize evil. Kind of when I have evil, I have a few a list that immediately goes up. I'm not murdering anybody, not raping anybody, not stealing, uh, not doing some bad things. Now those things are evil. Those are pretty evil. You shouldn't, you, I mean, <laughs> you shouldn't do those. But that's not what God really is speaking about here. See, there's an evil that's much closer to home. Like I said, it's the evil of just forgetting those traditions. The evil of not taking on my Father's will. The evil of just doing my own thing. And it's very comfortable. It fits us very well. And unless there is a grandfather or a father around, the church around, the Holy Spirit around, those people that you have made covenant with that are around, you wouldn't know that you're Amot. You just think, man, I'm looking good. Everybody, I fit in. Just like when, I, you know, when, when you hung around thieves, everything seemed great. When you hung around dopers, everything seemed great. You really didn't want to hang around the good people because then you didn't look so good. You kind of had a funny smell about you. But we're to, be a, we're, to be, we're to have that, we're to have our smell revealed. Did you know that? Sometimes you have a, a smell to different people. The Bible says you smell. You didn't know that, did you? Don't look at me like I'm crazy. Well, I might be crazy, but nevertheless, you're actually, if I'm crazy, just think how bad you are because you're listening to me. That's really sad. Next week, there'll be nobody here. Okay. The Bible says, to some we have the smell of death. To some we have the smell of the same message. Wow. Sometimes you look at Christians, man, they're, they're sure weird. Until like we sang that song, all, that old rugged cross that the world despised and we used to hate, now it's become our, oh, so What happened? came the smell of life where it used to be the smell of death. Same cross. Something happened. The Holy Spirit came into my life. And I believe as we practice those things that God has put in our lives, our aroma changes. Our ideas change. The lust is still there. The desire to, man, I... And to say, well, we're just not into tradition. Well, I'm not into tradition as a sake of just having tradition. But I definitely, from God's point of view, I'm into having tradition. Same because that actually teaches me some things. And I think we should remember those things, say why we do those things. See, Jesus institutes many things that, that we should do. Those are important to keep us. Okay, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Now, what is some of the evil here that he lists? Pride. Well, that's one you battle with every day. And it's actually one that we actually try to elevate to something good. Like I said, one of you know the, the great. I think the national anthem of the world should be, "I did it my way." You know, Frank Sinatra. I mean, he was. He's, he, I mean, he was the the the, uh, the poster boy for doing it his way. And you're, you know, that song is about someone who just man, he just, but he did it his way, and that's you know that's okay. That's called pride. 
Jesus didn't do it his way. Jesus may have had desires. As a matter of fact, we know that he did because that's where the enemy came to hit him. When he was hungry, that's a desire. That's a desire he could have fulfilled, had actually legitimate right to fulfill, according to the devil, as the devil would bring to in scriptures. And he did not fulfill legitimacy. He fulfilled the love of God by practicing the word of God. So pride. We need to watch out for pride. Now, pride will usually show itself really good when you're asked to humble yourself. And we're going to look at that. Arrogance, kind of the same thing. The evil way, the forward mouth, does he hate. Now, out of all the lists that God could have picked to hate, he picks those things, which most of us are pretty familiar with, aren't we? I mean, the forward mouth. And the Proverbs talks a lot about that. Just shut up. We know everybody like you. Man, let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about that. No, I don't think that. Just shush. Don't always be spouting off at the mouth. Be listening. Now, if you listen and learn something, you might have something to say. But usually you don't have to say a whole lot. Just a word fitly spoken, the Bible talks about. Okay. And this is where I wanted to be. Counsel is mine. This is wisdom speaking. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding and I have strength. Verse 33. You can read the rest of this. I don't want to read that. Not like I don't want to read it. I don't want to read it right now. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Now, I want to look at this concept. And again, the Lord is giving us a teaching or instruction, but I'm going to use another word here, a tradition. See, there should be a tradition of counsel. Uh, There should be a way. Now, we talk about, see, now, maybe we don't like that word tradition. Maybe we could use, like, Jesus said, he is the way. Well, what would be the way? Well, the way is a tradition. This is the way you do things. This is the way Jesus would do things. As a matter of fact, Jesus had to keep all the Father's traditions according as the Scripture, not as he was being led at that moment. He had to fulfill the scripture that God would say, this is who the Messiah will come like this. The Messiah will come like that. The Messiah will come like this. And as you read the book of Matthew, you'll see Jesus would do something. And he said, and this was done so it would fulfill God's tradition. This was done so we would... Now see, Jesus is the way. That's the first one it says. The way. There is a way in which we ought to walk. There is a way in which God is saying, this is who I am. This will work in you against the pride, the arrogance, the evil way, and the forward mouth. If you start practicing this, when all the tempests break up within you and you want to freak out and you want to go do this and you want to leave and you want to go do this and I don't, I just don't. But if I practice it, guess what? That tradition becomes the word in me. See, the Bible says the, the word is a anchor to my soul. See, now remember when... I, I like this story in the book of Acts because more it's kind of like a comic book, and uh, that was, I, I used to like. I can't say read, but I used to like looking at comic books because you could pretty much tell everything just by the pictures, and you know you could really go through those a lot. They really that was just terrific. So the book of Acts is like God's comic book, all right. And here it's like remember Paul says you better not go out of here because there's going to be danger, and. Uh, this is where, you know, again, we get some funny ideas of, you know, we should never say, I told you so. But Paul the Apostle, guess what he says to the captain? 
I told you so. You shouldn't have left. Now, now that we're, now you're going to listen to me. But anyway, that's beside the point. So here comes this tempest, and everything's throwing. What did they do? They threw out the anchors. The anchors were meant to keep them in some kind of. Doesn't stop the storm. Doesn't even when Peter got out on the, the water. Remember, there was a storm. The storm didn't stop. Walked the ton, top of the waves. We have to have the word of God. These things that have been taught in me. That okay. Boom, boom, boom. They keep me until, you know what? It will subside sometime. And God hasn't changed. And you realize that was the right thing to do. Of course, it might be difficult. But we're to be disciples. We're to be soldiers that learn to endure hardness. See, and what's some hardness you need to endure? No, Johnny, you can't have Cocoa Puffs this morning. Well, I want Cocoa Puffs. I never have Cocoa Puffs. No, I'm not against Cocoa Puffs. I'm not really in favor of them for breakfast, but they're a great snack. But anyway. But see... Only thing, ah, well, what, what does Cocoa Puffs have to do with eternal life? Well, a whole lot. You eat too many Cocoa Puffs, you won't have a very long life. <laughs> and see, we, we say, oh, well, no, that's the, no, that's a tradition. There are certain traditions that, oh, there's a reason for that. See, and we, me and Pat were talking, you know, there's so many things that people have forgotten. There used to be things that two-year-old boys, two-year-old girls, two-year-old children would know instinctively a hundred years ago. You ask a child today, they don't, well, I don't know what that is, how to put a saddle on a horse. I mean, everybody knew that. What the names of the horse's part, name, how to plant things, how to do this, how to make butter, how to... We don't know. We don't know. If, I mean, if the store is out of eggs, what are you going to do? Well, you go to Pat's house. That's what you do. There's things that, there's a way of thinking. Now, I realize we're probably not going to spin our own wool, unless you like to do that. But there, that's not what I'm necessarily talking about. But there's a way of thinking that says, oh, okay, I need to learn some things about life so that I am well prepared. See, I, I realize that milk doesn't come from a carton. See, I realize that texting is not everything. Wait, I realize, oh, now those things all are there, but I want to develop my thinking in a logical pattern that God is saying, prepare yourself, this is what you should do. Because if you know these things, you can add many things to them. But the person who is devoid of understanding, devoid of instruction, when hard times hit, when things hit, they just <laughs> get some good, solid, common sense thinking down in. And that comes by, I'm just going to be very, listening to mom and dad. Now, I'm talking about, now again, when I say that, I am talking, again, when God says listen to mom and dad, it was understood that mom and dad were part of the tribe they also were listening to the tribe, and they were walking in God. Okay? Not like, okay, well, I guess i got to listen to my mom and dad. They're mass murderers and taking dope, so what? That's not what it's talking about. There's a plan. There's God saying, this is the way, this is the way. Now, there may come times that it's going to look pretty funny, what mom and dad are saying. So that's when you leave mom at home and you take Isaac, because mom's going to flip out if <laughs> dad's like that. You know, there's a time when it's going to seem pretty weird to David. Go watch my sheep. There's going to be a time that's going to seem pretty weird to, to when you know you're trying to save the Lord and He calls you the devil. But those things, the anchors are out. Okay, we're going to ride that through. Going to be pretty. Some things that just let God's will be done. Okay, so counsel is mine. Now I want to look at this idea of counsel because I think. For the most part, we really... Again, that's something that has to be cultivated. Understanding... See, again, it's not something, again, in the modern church. 
And this doesn't happen overnight. It's been over a long period of time. We have really left the Word of God, although we preach it. The actual practice of it in any tradition leaves us. So now you don't really... How many people... Let me just add... Now, you don't have to raise your hand. But when I say, I want you to be led of the Spirit, that sounds very spiritual, doesn't it? I want you to get some counsel. Well, that's kind of boring. I don't... But this is what God talks about. Mostly what God talks about on getting the will of God is counsel. But we think, I'm led of, well, if you're led of the Spirit, guess what you'll be doing? You'll be getting counsel. See, if you're led of the Spirit and really loving God, you'll be keeping the traditions. If you're, see, but we think, oh no, we're just led of the Spirit. Well, if we're led of the Spirit, this is exactly what's going to take place. Okay. See, wouldn't it, see again, if, if, if we understand there's a way in God, see, God is now taking and saying, this is my son. This is Proverbs. He's talking to my son. I want you to hear me. I want you to listen to what I'm saying. I want you to keep these things. These things will keep them. Now, why is he consistently warning us over and over and over to keep them? Because it's easy not to keep them. Remember, there is the foolish woman, the seductive woman, but she comes around to where you live. She's seeking you out. And this is where, well, this is where we need to be careful because there comes in this warm, fuzzy feeling that we're looking for. And then, remember I talked about dogs the other day and I never got to the, the reason of it. I thought, that bothered me because I knew there was a point I wanted to make. The pet business is a booming business anymore. And I, this is just, you know, a small take on it. Now, I've had, I've had dogs. I've even had a cat. Finally let, let it go. Oh, that's it. And, no, I didn't kill it. But... I had it because I needed to catch mice and so forth and so on. But then I figured it out the mice were actually better than the cat. But anyway, okay. I don't know why I get off on these things. There is an ever-increasing deal. Now, if you have a pet, that's wonderful. I think they, you know, the children of Israel had pets. They had donkeys and sheep and stuff like that. And, you know, not too many dogs in the Middle East. But the Bible says beware of dogs. And this is very important to beware of. If you've got a dog, that's fine. But... There's an ever-increasing need to fulfill ourselves. And you know what? You can't really do that with people too well. But you know what you can do? Is do that with your doggy. I, got, I, have, a, I have, we have a doggy, what are they, um, beauty parlor. I take my, and I have a doggy this, and I have a doggy, and he eats this treat, and he had, that stinks. I'm telling you, beware of that. An animal, this is just, okay, we're taking a little break. This is, this is uh, Paul Harvey News, and this is the commentary part. An animal is an animal. You shouldn't be cruel to them. The Bible talks about that. But beware you're not making them an idol for your own self-gratification. To say, oh, you know, I want to feel good about myself, so, oh, poochie, poochie, poochie. I bought him this, I got him this, I'm sending... That's really not for the pet. That's for your own self-gratification, which creeps into everything. And you're expecting God to say, roll over. It ain't going to happen. I'm, try I'm just telling you the truth. I'd love to give you a nice fairy tale. That, you know, if you be nice to your animal, God will be nice to you. God said, slit his throat, put him on the altar. I didn't say that. I used to be a vegetarian. I don't do these things. 
And then I said, wow. Well, I can make some... I, how many people here would like, sometimes like to justify God of why he said to do that? I used to do that, and I thought, I have no idea why he said to do that. But he said to do it, that's what he does. And that means they're on a different scale. See, there's a different scale. So if you have dogs, if you have cats, even if you have turtles... <laughs> Sorry. That's good. Use them in a proper way for the glory of God. But I'm even watching men. I'm embarrassed. I mean, men are kind of like, oh, you should see my new dog I've got. I'm talking to Horseshoe Cafe. This is the Horseshoe Cafe. We eat biscuits and gravy. <laughs> oh, I got this cute little dog, and it's, it's part this and it's part that, and it just goes to sleep with me. I'm going, my goodness. What is going... Some, these are cowboys! These are men that chew tobacco! And I'm going, what has happened? There's something creeping over the land! It's a giant poodle! <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Beware of that. Those things are going to... Oh, oh, well, there's no harm in it. There is a great harm in it. It is not according to Scripture. Now, I don't kick my dog. I don't beat my dog. I don't have a dog. All right. But there is, a, there is a way that God shows his love. And there's a way he doesn't show his love. And if we're part of the family, guess what? We should do it the same way. All right? So there is a thing called, and we really not very, we don't like it, it's called moderation. The Bible says we should be moderate in all things. So if you've got a dog, feed him dog food. You know, you don't have to buy him, you know, big, when he dies, a mausoleum. And there is, oh, it's a dog. It's a cat. Get on with your business. And that would be the same for everything else. Your cell phone, the television. Got me this monstrosity of a television now. If now they've got to put surround sound around. just bothers me. But the sound really sounds very good, actually. Um, I, I like it. But anyway... Beware, beware. I'm not going to go worship that thing. It's like, oh boy, you guys need to come listen to the sound system at my house. It is so... Then you know it's time to get out. And when I start acting like that, that's, that's it. <laughs> He's opened up one too many mercury switches. So you really didn't know that. We used to play with mercury when we were kids. It was all the time to take them out, play with them. We, we did, I mean, we actually, this might come as a shock. We actually would ride bicycles without helmets. I just don't understand how we survive. Just a terrible thing. Yeah, drank. Anyway, okay, let's move right along. No, we didn't drink mercury. We, uh, any, just stop it. Okay. <laughs> I just, just take that, kind of take that, let it dissipate into your brain. Because there's certain things that, you know, I, again, there's certain things that when Paul came to the Lord, he just had to stop. There were certain things that, man, he thought they were righteous, he thought they were good. Nope, I didn't learn that from God. I learned that someplace else. See, I learned something someplace else. And most of the things that I learned didn't learn from my grandfather. Didn't learn from my mother and dad. My mother and dad, yeah. I learned from watching something else or some other idea or just from... How about just being inspired yourself? Being inspired yourself could be the devil. Peter was very greatly inspired to save Jesus. Thought it was the best thing he ever did. And there was a sense of heroic. And Jesus would have to say, you stop that. So now, counsel is mine. I want to look at this idea of counsel as truly God's direction and way for us, and He's going to speak to us in this manner. Uh, Proverbs chapter 1.
Because I have called, in verse 24, because I have called and ye refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regards. Now again, wisdom, as we've read in that, and we're going to read it again, wisdom is one that is calling at the gates. Wisdom is one that's speaking out. But wisdom is something you have to find. The harlot voice is seeking you. She says, I went to your place and I found you. Then I wanted to get you. That is the little puppy dog. Okay? Beware of that. Oh, these people are always so... And they're like, beware. That may not be wisdom. Jesus didn't go around looking for sick people. Jesus didn't go around looking for things. He would just be... They would come to him. There's many... And a matter of fact, that one of the things that God people said, there was many people that did not get healed when Jesus was around. Again, but see, that's humanistic. Oh, we got to do... No, not what we're supposed to be doing. We're here to do God's purpose. Okay. So beware that now it is up to you to seek, hear wisdom and to seek after. Boy, is it that late already? Oh, my goodness. Who's talking about dogs like this? Uh, no, we're going to have to stop. We're going to start in... We're, we're going to start here next time because counsel this idea of counsel more than an idea I believe it's a truth that should govern my life and say oh I'm a Christian this is part of my resume if you want like this is how would they know you're a Christian well they can't tell it by looking at you you know if they did everybody would have come to Jesus would have had the halo around him would they're going to tell it by the way you walk they walk in a different way. These people are pressed on everything, but their speech is different. Their manner of life is different. They're living in this world, and it seems like all the stuff come upon it, but their, way, their tradition is different. And pretty soon that becomes the light of the world. Wouldn't it be nice if you just got saved and your face just lit up? I mean, what a wonderful witness. Or you floated three feet of, you know, be just like, or anything you touch would turn to gold. God doesn't do that. How are they going to know? By the way in which we behave ourselves and live, even to what it might appear to the detriment of my natural life. And then counsel is going to be a great part of that. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Lord Jesus, take the words, whatever ones you want to use, put it into our heart to honor and to glorify you. Prepare your people for the time to come to glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.